Bitcoin to 1 million US dollars. The Ethereum merge is postponed. That and more in the crypto market talk this week. Let's jump right into it. This week we will keep it a bit shorter. We will have a major look on Bitcoin and Ethereum. We will quickly also discuss Avalanche. But let's first get started with some important stuff that people need to know just about generally the crypto market. Uh, one important thing is MetaMask is warning Apple users over iCloud phishing attacks. So if you have iCloud, so if you're using a Mac, an iPhone or an iPad and you're using a wallet such as MetaMask, you are at risk of getting phished potentially because iCloud in the backup feature is also backing up your private key. Now private keys are super important because they are the sole access usually to your wallet, especially if you need to recover your wallet in any kind of way. Now MetaMask also published on Twitter this short kind of thread explaining the potential security issue. And if you want to kind of avoid the security issue, the best way to go about this is to remove MetaMask and kind of similar wallets from the iCloud backup. But another very interesting news story is this one. So in Portugal, the Banco de Portugal has allowed the Bison Bank an license or kind of the potential idea that they can offer uh, services and products in the crypto area. Now, this is actually the first license that has been given to a bank. There are four other kind of crypto exchanges that are uh, that do have this allowance to trade cryptocurrencies and offer crypto services. But the very interesting part is, of course, that it's the first bank. Now, one very important thing right now to note is that currently only very high net worth individuals are allowed or have the potential to trade cryptos with a Bison bank. Now, of course, you can trade a cryptos with Swiss code at any time. Now let's jump into Bitcoin. I think uh, Bitcoin is quite an, at an important stage, but rather a lot of people are saying also at the boring stage. Now to the boring part, we will come but let's first talk about a potential kind of price prediction. ARK Invest CEO Kathy Wood is saying that Bitcoin would cost 1 million US dollar by 2030. She, of course, appeared at the Bitcoin conference in Miami together with Michael Saylor at a kind of a yeah round table, but more question and answer type interview where both of them kind of talked about the potential that Bitcoin brings. Now, obviously, Obviously, Michael Saylor is quite heavily invested in Bitcoin through both micro and macro strategy, as they call the companies, but also Kathy Wood with ARK Invest. And ARK Invest, of course, is one of the biggest kind of ETFs and tech ETFs, if you will, uh, kind of built on innovation. Now, Kathy Wood has been saying this 1 million US dollar price for quite some time. Other people are saying more in the range of around 500,000 US dollars. But I believe that these price targets are always completely off. So it's, it's going to be much, much higher or much, much lower. There is rather uh, rarely and very in, in between when it comes to price. But if we talk about Bitcoin, usually we are uh, at, at very exciting different stages of Bitcoin, of course. 
course, we have the war in Ukraine going on, but we also have a more or less loose uh, monetary policy that has been going on for quite some time. And people are starting to, to ask questions in terms of, is Bitcoin becoming maybe boring? Is the crypto market going sideways for a while? Have we officially entered the sideways bear market that a lot of people have been fearing for quite some time? Interesting thing is, of course, that the interest rates have started to rise and Bitcoin trading volumes has actually gone down. So a lot of people are on the sidelines and a bit kind of waiting to see what is Bitcoin going to do? What is kind of go going to happen in the world? What is going to happen with the Fed? Are they kind of yeah, raise the, the interest uh, again and, and even maybe further and so on? So what we can see here is quite interesting. The Bitcoin USD aggregate volume, so that's a 30-day moving average, it has been going down. So in billions of US dollars, uh, let's say 2021 uh, in April, or let's say even uh, between April and July. So we can see the volume was quite high, so at, at about 2.5 to 3 billion US dollars of trading volume. If you go down now or look at the current numbers currently, you see it's at about 1 billion US dollars, so quite kind of lower than what we've had in the last couple of years. Now, the question is, will it stay like this? And for me, the very interesting part is again, this one year plus huddle wave. So if you believe that kind of Bitcoin traders are getting, let's say, more boring and there is less volatility in the market, it is very possible because Bitcoin as an asset, in my opinion, also uh, is also maturing. What you can see here is quite interesting still. You can see that the one year plus huddle wave, so people who haven't done a transaction for longer than one year uh, is actually increasing. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, it was increasing much, much faster, but right now it is still on the up and up. And I do believe that this number going up actually shows that more people invest into Bitcoin for more long term. And that actually, in my opinion, is a positive thing, especially if you believe in the thesis that Bitcoin Bitcoin is digital gold. Now, what does that mean concretely for the chart? Of course, we've had this range for quite some time. We've traded this range between 37.3 and 44.2 for quite some while. If you traded that range, congratulations, you made some very, very good trades. Of course, we shot through this 44.2 line here, and then we kind of retested, went up again, got blocked here, and then we went down again. Now, the question is, will this price correct go up until the lower bound of the range and then maybe the range was a bit higher than we expected. So it could very well be that the 38.9, the 39,000 US dollars line that we are currently at is actually getting touched here at the 37.3 once again. Now the question is, will it just touch and go up again? So will we be range bound once again or will we correct down lower? You remember last week I actually brought you this kind of potential, let's say super, super bearish prediction of Bitcoin going down once again very strongly. That would mean around 29, 28,000 US dollars. That is kind of the range that I'm observing for now. But obviously this part is very, very important. Now, moving on to Ethereum, quite an interesting foundation report has appeared. So 28 pages of Ethereum report explaining what the Ethereum foundation is actually doing, the philosophy behind it, kind of their core values. 
So not really technical, but more from a just general vision perspective. Quite an interesting paper if you want to read through it, kind of explaining the whole idea behind Ethereum and why Ethereum is kind of this very dynamic crypto that is uh, being built. Moving on, some very interesting happenings on the Ethereum network as a whole. We have this stress test in the form of a so-called shadow fork. Now, of course, everyone is looking at the merge that is going to potentially happen this year on Ethereum. And for this merge to happen, a lot of kind of technical uh, challenges have to be solved first. One of these things is, of course, to kind of stress test the network and the kind of the potential changes that are being implemented on the network right now and one of these things is called a shadow fork so a shadow fork is kind of how would it behave if we forked it right now approach in this shadow fork there was actually a bug uncovered quite an important bug and so that is uh, the, the perfect scenario actually so the perfect scenario is if you can find some bugs or problems in the programming code in order to actually solve it and in order to um, kind of proceed with the development so finding this box will actually make ethereum more safe for this merge happening unfortunately though there was actually a news story saying that the ethereum merge won't be happen this summer so Tim Baiko of the Ethereum Foundation has actually confirmed so that there is no firm date yet, but we're definitely in the final chapters of proof of work on Ethereum. So potentially they will probably move to proof of stake still this year, probably not in summer though. I would expect something around September to October for the proof of stake merge to happen. I'm not completely sure whether other technical issues will arise. I do think though still that Ethereum is quite the interesting trade for this year. Before we jump into the chart though, I think there is another very interesting news story happening here. So there is an Ethereum mixer called Tornado Cash and Tornado Cash is essentially if you want to kind of recreate new addresses with your Ethereum without being able to track. So a kind of a, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of a money laundering idea of this Tornado Cash. And a long time, a lot of people have always used Tornado Cash in order to kind of launder their Ethereum that they have gotten from hacks. But now actually there was a major breakthrough for Tornado Cash, which is now blocking sanctioned addresses. There is this this thing called US Office of Foreign Assets Control and they give out a list of potential and, and very important hacks that have been happening in the past. One of the which is of course the Ronin hack that happened just a couple of weeks ago on the kind of uh, Axie Infinity network where about 600 million US dollars have been stolen and these stolen addresses or specifically the addresses that stole the Ethereum the, these addresses are now on that list of the OFAC. Now that means Tornado Cash won't accept any Ethereum kind of getting laundered through their service coming from that specific address. A very, in, in, my in my opinion, a very important development for Tornado Cash. Of course, the community is kind of torn in between. On one side, they want to use kind of an anonymous service, but on the other side, uh, Tornado Cash is built, of course, in the front end in a centralized way. Now. 
coming to the chart, if we zoom out here, so we have a very similar kind of happening uh, on the Ethereum chart as on the Bitcoin chart. Now, of course, when we get closer to the merge, we will have uh, a look at the Bitcoin Ethereum ratio. For right now, I don't think it's relevant yet. So what we can see right now is we have this inverse V-shape kind of uh, pattern here. And what we can see clearly is that the upper range again has been broken very similar to the Bitcoin price and now we're going towards the mid part and here of course my lower range kind of area is still at 1800 US dollars. Now will this happen? I mean it's it it can potentially happen in my opinion though if you look at it from a let's say nine month perspective maybe 12 month perspective I don't think this bill will become an issue so even if we touch the 1800 US dollar line I still believe mid to long term we will reach around 5k to 10k for Ethereum. Now the last story of the day is Ava Labs. Ava Labs is of course the creator of the Avalanche platform. Avalanche very very popular in DeFi areas right now and they have gotten a risk capital or venture capital of around 350 million US dollars bringing their valuation to 5 billion US dollars. Now that doesn't mean that the potential AVAX token is in that valuation range of course it just means that the company that is mainly focused on working on Avalanche is valued at this price. Of course Avalanche is technically still an open source software so you are of course allowed as well to build on top of Avalanche. However, I do believe that the 350 million US dollars is money that will be spent on the ecosystem. So it probably won't just go into the reserves or the banks to kind of uh, try to expand in any kind of uh, potential manner. But I do believe that the 350 million US dollars will be spent on kind of the DeFi ecosystem, making it more popular bringing greater incentives essentially and with that of course making it much much more interesting for investors. Now where does that leave us with the chart? For me quite interesting of course that we've touched again this Fibonacci area here of around what is that around 71-ish US dollars and now the question is what is going to happen? We have had a very interesting uh, news story happening with Avalanche. On one side, we've had this valuation of 5 billion US dollars. They also just received 200 million US dollars or kind of um, set aside around 200 million US dollars for specifically investing into the DeFi ecosystem. So that potentially brings Avalanche to the platforms that is investing the most into new projects going forward. So that could mean Avalanche is at a breaking point here. Quite interesting. Again, kind of lower, more bearish scenario in my opinion, 51 US dollar line here. But long term, mid term here, I do think the 120s are in play. Absolutely. That was it from the rather short crypto market talk this week. Usually we go into much, much more detail, but very important that of course you can also kind of shut off from the crypto news from time to time and enjoy your Easter break as well. With that, I wish you a great week. I will see you on the next week's crypto market talk. So make sure that you're subscribed. I'll see you.